This episode of Life in Barbados is brought to you in association with Hungry Barbados. My name is David Yard. I'm the executive chef at Fairmont Barbados. And today we're going to prepare for you one of our local treats. It's a dish. It's our Asian fish cakes. You find them on almost every menu. Some people try to do a bit of a twist. Have you ever dreamed of living on a paradise island? That's exactly what Yvonne Campbell is doing for a whole year. Otherworld Travel presents Life in Barbados, a year on a paradise island. Hello and welcome to this week's episode, which is all about local Bayesian food. So even though I've been in the island for about eight months or so now, I'm still trying new food and finding new places to eat. But some of these places are often off the beaten track, so you're not likely to know about them until someone takes you there. So I thought, why not do another food tour? A friend of mine recommended Ezra Quinton, who has a local taxi and tour service and has recently branched out into food tours. We had a good five hours combining eating, drinking and seeing some sights, including some areas that I haven't been to before. I also caught up with Ezra afterwards to find out about other Bayesian foods or places to eat. Life in Barbados, a year on a paradise island. Can you describe to the listeners then what they can experience in one of your food tours? What I try to encompass in a food tour is two things. To give you a very local experience as far as seeing, it is a tour. So it predominantly focus on the south side of the island and on the west side. So there are a lot of different little nooks that traditionally a normal tour won't go to. They normally would stay more in the touristy spots. But I like all around feel of how the island is. And there are a lot of beautiful places that I don't think people go enough. So I take you into the nooks and crooks of the south coast and some of the west coast. There's some local spots along there that I believe have some very, very tasty food. And I let you experience that as we, we go along. So I'm wondering if you can tell us about some of your favorite Bayesian dishes that are a must try for anyone visiting the island. Oh yes, as far as Bayesian dishes, there's so many, but I'll try to just name, name, name a few. I'll start off with our main dish. It is said that our national dish is cuckoo and flying fish or cuckoo and saltfish. But saltfish is just salted codfish, more of a cornmeal type of meal and then you you mix okra with it now cornmeal could be fairly dry and stiff but the okra keep it nice and moist the okra slash we would refer to it as and it is really a hearty meal when you finish that the only thing you want is your bed (laughs) it's really a hearty meal macaroni pie how we do our macaroni pie here, it isn't like your mac and cheese, it's like a casserole. We, we bake ours. And right. the thing about the island, <laughs> most foods here on the island, don't think because you eat it one place and then you go to the other place, it will be a similar recipe. Bages are kind of known <laughs> for flair. So this person will tell you, no, egg does not go in macaroni pie. This other person say, yes, we love egg in our macaroni pie. So it just based on the particular individual who is making it. But macaroni pie across the board is amazing. We have something named pello. Pello is a mixture of a chicken pello 
it would be rice and some people do it with vegetables but you you cook the chicken in with the rice and you add a lot of seasoning and something we hear we call browning it makes the the white rice look dark but as good flavor a pillow so a chicken pillow is a i would say it would be a must do a roti how would i explain a roti a roti is think of a burrito i think that's the way that my wife normally says <laughs> to explain it so you would have potato and you will cut that potato into cubes also it comes along with garbanzo beans or chickpeas i guess that's what you would refer to it as and then you can add any type of meat fish chicken beef but it's more of a curry dish and the skin you would put all of the filling into the skin and make like a wrap so if you think of a, like a burrito it is it would look kind of like that but if you had a roti that's also one of those meals where you, you just might want to nap after that it's very very filling and it is really really good so fish cakes here on the island those are a go-to for most tourists i guess if you think of like a crab cake or crab ball it would be similar to that but it is codfish and we we do it in a flour batter and and we deep fry it into these little fish balls if you want to call it that but yes but don't say fish balls to a, la a local because somehow they get really offensive they will tell you it is a fish cake very territorial about that name for some reason but it is really good you add in a lot of our Bajan herbs and seasonings and i know you can attest to this because i think you said you like fish cakes yes i do indeed <laughs> yeah. um, they're very different to the fish cakes that i would have had back in the uk or elsewhere in the world they are very unique and actually as part of today's episode i'm also going to uh, talk a bit about how you make fish cakes so hopefully people can go away and try them themselves even if they're not in barbados fish cakes yeah I, th I think i'll stop there there's so many i don't think we have enough time but those are some of the main go-to's here on the island for, for for locals they they really love fish cakes i think one that i i forgot was pudding and sauce how dare me oh local, gosh local, that is local. shocking how could you forget yes I actually had it here on my list as number two. I don't know how I slipped from that to macaroni pie, but <laughs> yes, this would be a sin, a sin not to mention pudding and sauce. Describing pudding and sauce is interesting. So <laughs> <laughs> normally here on the island, we talk about a sauce pig or we refer to a pig as a sow pig. So the meat would be pork. So rather than saying pork, we say sauce. So you will have a steak of a steak of pork and you you would cook that and then cut that up into cubes. Pickle is cucumber. We, we will cut up cucumber, add some lemon juice, probably some scotch bonnet pepper, and you mix that all up together. That gives a really good flavoring. And you some people will put the pork in that to soak along and get the juices into it. And then the breadfruit that I was telling you guys about, we will stew a breadfruit and we will cut it up in, in some cubes and also put it in, in the water, that that pickle water. Some people put it on the side, just depending on who is doing it. As I said, just, <laughs> everyone has their, their way. Um, and the pudding, 
would be uh, grated sweet potato and they would put it in a metal skillet over a um, pot of boiling water to stew cook or steam cook. Um, then they would add their different flavorings to, to the potato. Um, it normally ends up coming up very dark and almost like if you had to put a spoon on it very sticky i guess that's the word yes very sticky but it is really good so when you combine all of them together it, that that gives you the pudding and sauce and it is really really amazing i tend to like the more lean some pudding and sauce you can get with other parts of the pig i that is not for me other <laughs> swear by that one but i, I prefer the lean so if you are trying it, be sure to ask specifically either lean or the other other parts of, of, of the pig as well. Go on, uh, tell us. What are these other parts of the pig no, you're referring no, no. to? <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to tell us? <laughs> um, so yeah, it could be from pig feet to the ears to the tongue, you name it there. <laughs> almost use any part of of the pig depending on who the person is but it would be mainly the, the pig ear or the pig tongue pig feet any of those things you can pickle so if you ask for a lean pudding and yes. sauce they would they would yes. understand it what you're talking about be, so for someone trying it for the first time that might be a good idea to try it the lean version and see take yes, it from there that basically yes <laughs> that's what i would suggest so could you give us a bit of an insider scoop on any local Bayesian eateries that people shouldn't miss if they visit the island? Okay, well, as far as remember, I normally stand in the lane of more local stuff. I love to promote local yeah, stuff. Perfect. Uh, when you that same pudding and sauce that I was telling you about, if you even had to Google pudding and sauce, this bar would come up, the village bar at Lebanon Arbor, St. John. Oh, right. I haven't heard of this. Yes, trust me. It doesn't only do pudding and sauce. It have a variety of, of food, just depending on the day that you go. But pudding and sauce is normally a Saturday go-to. <laughs> so if you really want to visit for the pudding and sauce aspect, you can go there on, on, on Saturday. But all during the week, it's normally open. But still check. Since COVID, a lot of restaurants and stuff on the island might open only Thursday, Friday, Saturday type of, of a deal. Normally call these restaurants before you go because some of them might only open on weekends, Thursday, Friday and, and, and Saturdays. And then also Musters restaurant in the city. You will have a, a very traditional Beijing meal there. Majority of those things I would have mentioned, you probably can get it there. It's a very local, local restaurant. and But the food is really, really good. Sandoon's restaurant on the East Coast, really, 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 really good. Especially when I have guests touring and they want something to eat in the middle of the tour. I normally take them to Sandoon's restaurant. He He's really good. Curtis will definitely take care of you. And that is on the East Coast Road in St. Andrew. Fisherman's Pub. This is also a very localized restaurant if you're in the north. Spikestown in St. Peter. They also would have a very local menu. You can't go wrong. So I have given you places kind of almost every side of the island 
different restaurants, but really, really good. Life in Barbados. We started out in Silver Sands Beach. So this is usually a water sports paradise and where I'm told the Caribbean Sea and the Atlantic Ocean meet. The place is perfect for surfing, windsurfing and kitesurfing. However, at the moment, it is suffering from a lot of sargassum seaweed being washed up and it would make it near impossible to get out to the waves. There is a vibrant community around this area and whilst it's a bit out of the way, I would imagine it's a really great area for an active holiday. Here, we took a seat and did some natural juice taste testing. For some reason, I haven't had much juice since I've been here. So this is sorrel. Sorrel is actually a flower. They build the flower and then what remains, they make a juice with it. Traditionally, this is a Christmas type drink. So um, sorrel, there's another one named Moby. Moby is more throughout the year, but along with sorrel is, is just a very local Bajan drink. But after trying five or so different juices on this tour, I've been having them almost daily. I really have been missing out. So the juices were all natural with no additives and very refreshing. I think my favourite was probably the starfruit, which is also known as five finger and carambola. The best about the natural juices is that you can get them everywhere on the island, including from vendors on the sidewalk, the side of the road or the highway. Lots of friends here have their own juice lady, so they find a vendor they love and they will get weekly juice deliveries. One of the things I've noticed here is that there's a lot of common Bayesian foods that are similar to foods elsewhere with a bit of a local twist on them. So I need you to tell me the flavoring in your opinion, how, how nice it is. So traditionally mm. these ones would be the Jamaican style, Yeah. how they do it. Bajan's ones are, I find a lot more um, fluffier. So patties and rotis are two of these which we tried on the food tour. So I love the patties. They have a different type of pastry from the Jamaican patties that I've tried before. I would definitely give those a go again. But I must say I'm not such a fan of the rotis. They're essentially flatbread with curry flavoured fillings. I think they're a bit too heavy for me eating in this heat, but they are a staple of Barbados and many people love them. Next up was cutters. Two with cheese. Now, I've had quite a few cutters since I've been here on the island, but I've never gotten round to trying a fish cutter at Cuz. So it's a bit of an institution in the island and it's been around for a very long time. There's a little history about your dad. He was doing this for 52 years before he passed, right? Yeah, yeah. And and now you're doing it how, how long? 23. 23 years. So this is almost 75 years wow. of you doing one sandwich. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And how has it been for you so far? Good enough. Okay. Good, and you're guests from all over the world know oh, this yeah. little rock. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And they keep the menu simple. So they only serve fish cutters but they have options to add something like cheese or eggs. This means that they have perfected the fish cutter by focusing on this one single dish. Cuz is by Pebble Beach, so when you hung out there for a bit, soaking up the atmosphere, watching the kids having their sailing lessons. A top tip for Pebbles Beach is that in the early morning, the horsemen from the garrison bring the horses here for a swim and a play around. So make sure you get up early one day and check it out. We collected a few more treats before heading to our final destination for a bit of a picnic. We had a rotisserie chicken from Maps. So every time I pass that place, there is a long queue outside, which is always a great sign. 
We also swung by someone's house on a side street near Bridgetown to collect some conkeys and rum cake. Life in Barbados. You find a lot of that here in Barbados, where cooks and chefs operate out of their own houses and kitchens. These are the kind of places you probably won't come across unless someone takes you there. And from there, we headed to the West Coast to one of Ezra's favourite bar and grills and the best kept secret on the island. Carlton Bar and Grill, which is run by Jefferson, or Papa Jack as he is also known. Now, I'm really pleased to say that this is actually somewhere that I already know and I've been several times, definitely more than a few times. It was around the corner from where I used to live and a neighbour took me there just after lockdown and I'm always really happy to come back and was delighted that this was the last stop on the tour. So Papa Jack is one of the best people I've met in the island. He's got a great sense of humour and always has a few entertaining stories up his sleeve. He only opens his grill on the weekend and has limited menu. But my friend also says that he does the best potato wedges on the island. This is where I tried my first pigtail. His daughter has also opened up a cake shop there as well. Her cakes are outstanding and she's been making birthday cakes for all my friends. Slight divergence there, but getting back to the food tour. So Papa Jack treated us to some of his rum punch and I must say it's one of the best on the island. Then we tucked into our picnic. The chicken came with a homemade barbecue sauce and it was perfectly cooked and delicious. Gosh, just picking. Just Fresh picking. lettuce. It's lettuce, yeah, yeah. Wow. Local lettuce. Oh, yeah, that's excellent, isn't it? I'll go back there again and get some more of this chicken. Mm. The conky was a real surprise, actually. So it looked quite dense, but actually it was really light and sweet. It's a funny texture, but it's nice and light. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's like coconutty texture. It's coconut mm. and, and cornmeal. Mm. It's like cornmeal, isn't it? Yeah. It's like polenta texture. Yes. Mm. Some people say it reminds them of polenta. Mm. It's like sweet polenta. This is something you usually get around the Independence Day holiday, but Ezra was able to find someone who makes them all year round. And what can I say about the rum cake? You could definitely taste the rum. <laughs> I don't think you could eat that much of it, but it's something you should definitely try and maybe have in small portions as it is very filling. So what made the tour so good was Ezra himself. He's entertaining, knowledgeable, he's a bit of a foodie himself, so he's passionate about giving you the best Bayesian food experiences the island has to offer. He is flexible and really happy to listen to what you want to get out of the tour and creates a bespoke experience around that. A tip for trying local places that I picked up in the tour is if you're going to somewhere that's quite popular, call ahead and place the order to collect. It'll save you quite a lot of time queuing. Life in Barbados. I had to make a choice between cooking and, cooking and needlework. What do you think would have happened? Really? Needlework? <laughs> really? So it wasn't needlework for me. <laughs> the one thing I haven't done here much, if any, is local Bayesian cooking at home. I think fish cakes are a good place to start. So I joined David Yard, the executive sous chef at the Fairmont Royal Pavilion Hotel, who gave me a fish cake cooking demo in the kitchen of the Pam Terrace restaurant. It was a real treat. So you have to be careful when you write your menus because you don't want to write a menu today and then you can't get a product in the next two weeks. In terms of the internationally um, the imported products, also have to be careful with that because then the costs. Sure. You know what I mean? So it's okay for us to want to follow food trends, but we also have to be careful about how it's going to affect our menus. I mean, like, everybody would love to have Kobe beef. So the Pam Terrace restaurant is stunning. It's got high ceilings, 
beautiful ceiling fans, tropical plants, palm trees and a gorgeous ocean view. That alone should be a reason to visit. The thing about it is that we're not doing those big, big numbers. Yeah. So then we can offer them a better quality product. However, the food is also outstanding. The menu is based around indigenous, seasonal and sustainably sourced ingredients. I was pleased to hear that they cater for those with various food requirements, should that be vegetarians or those with intolerances. You will not believe the many places who offer fish as a vegetarian dish. And I'm even talking about some of the higher end restaurants who should know better. Bajan fish cakes are a popular choice in their menu, especially as a daytime beachside snack. So I wanted to learn how to make the perfect Bajan fish cake. Careful. Brown on the outside, yeah. but then it won't be cooked on the inside. Ah, uh, yeah, sure. So I wanted to show you that, right? But yeah. if you're doing these at home, um, it's important that you understand that because then it looks nice and sexy, but when you bite it, but if you find yourself in that challenge, what you can do is always press it in the oven for a couple oh, really? minutes. Okay, finish it off. And it's going to finish in the oven. Right. Yeah. So what are the key ingredients of a fish cake? Fish is the obvious one, but does it have to be a particular kind of fish? You can use any fish to make a to make a fish cake. To make, to make a fish cake. Just that we use salt fish. Yeah, it's pretty and good. And you can actually do the reverse. You can take any fish, you can salt it. Sure, yeah. And create that. What this does though, this gives the distinctive flavor rather than adding salt. You need to rough chop the fish to create a better texture fish cake. You'll also need flour and bacon powder and some fresh herbs such as chive, marjoram and thyme. You then need onions, a scotch bonnet pepper and olive oil for the frying. You mix these all together and gradually add a little water to bind the ingredients resulting in a waxy appearance. You serve it with marrow sauce, which is tomato ketchup, mayo, pepper sauce and fresh herbs. Apparently some people put rum or brandy in it, so that sounds like something I might need to try in future. Once you've got your waxy appearance ingredients, you then need to spoon or boil the fish cakes. So a top tip from David is to dip the spoon into the hot oil before putting it into the mixture. This way you don't get the mixture sticking to the spoon when you drop it into the hot oil to cook. The oil should be medium, so not too hot, otherwise the fish cake will not cook on the inside. You will know that it has the right consistency because when it goes down, it should come back up like in a couple seconds and that's right. what And then you can always control your heat. And in no time at all, our fish cakes were ready. Sometimes fish cakes can be quite dense, but they were the perfect consistency. And sometimes they're also a bit too spicy. So I'm not good with spicy food, but if you were wanting to make this at home and add a bit more of a kick, all you have to do is add some extra scotch bonnet pepper. But be careful, these can be seriously hot, so don't add too much. I did try making Bayesian fish cakes at home, and I don't think they worked out too badly, actually. They definitely weren't as good as David's, but I suppose that's to be expected. But I think practice will make perfect. I had to put mine in the oven to finish off, so next time I may need to adjust the temperature of the oil and cook for a bit longer. Life in Barbados. So that is all for today's episode. I would highly recommend doing a food tour on the island. It is the perfect opportunity to try lots of different local food in five, six hours, especially if you're only here on a short trip to the island. And if you're not on the island, why not try making some Bayesian fish cakes at home? Cook with a rum and coke in your hand and maybe listen back to my Bayesian Warrior Beach episode and you can transport yourself to Barbados. 
make sure you head on over to life-in-barbados.com where you will find details of how to follow my podcast so you don't miss an episode, leave a review and access my show notes for the links to all the amazing food options I talked about today. There you can also find out how to contact Ezra or book a table at the Fairmont Royal Pavilion's Pam Terrace restaurant. Also, check out Hungry Barbados' Instagram page for lots of Bayesian food inspiration. Thanks for listening. Make sure you follow Life in Barbados, a year on a paradise island. Go to life-in-barbados.com forward slash podcast. If you've been enjoying Life in Barbados, you're going to want to check out my other show, The Bucket List. Each episode, I chat with locals, guides, and even some people I met along the way on various dream trips. Experience safari in Tanzania, road trips across the US, and hiking across Australia's national parks, just to mention a few of the episodes. Go to otherworldtravel.com forward slash podcast. And remember to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes.